0: The times are changing, the grass is greening, The days are getting longer. That means golf season is upon us. With April approaching, the Saturday scrambles at Sayre will give way to Thursday nights. Tournament season will also fill the calendar in April, starting with the two-man alumni scramble and ending with the second annual four-man known as the Bob at the end of the month. Slots are filling up fast, so get your team in today by contacting Sayre National at 580-928-9046. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. Throw ball spa. You want good words? Data languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me! I'm a man. I'm forty. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Monday morning out there, foggy western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports, right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. We're hanging out at Sayre National, as we were discussing as the intro was playing. It is game week. The first of two tournaments here to open the season over here at Sayre National. The alumni tournament coming up on Saturday. There is a waiting list; it is full. Uh, but you never know. As, as Friday rolls rolls along, might a couple extra spots open up, and then the next thing you know, uh, we got a packed house. It's going to be a packed house, anyhow. Uh, but we'll talk about that. We got the uh, alumni bash going on after the golf tournament, and of course the Bob uh, coming up at the end of the month. And Thursday night scrambles. Uh, no more Saturdays. This, uh, last Saturday was the last one. So now Thursday night scrambles will be starting this week. And we will uh, hear from our man, Jay Manning, telling you everything you need to know about what's going on here at Sayre National. Other things coming up. It is Masters week. Speaking of game week, it is the, it's the best week in sports, in my opinion, with the final four going on, then the Masters at the end of the week. Uh, can't wait to see... Uh, down at Augusta National, what's going on? Unfortunately, it looks like rain in the forecast Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So hopefully that doesn't mess up uh, what they're trying to do there. We could let Jared gloat about the Rangers opening weekend sweep. We could also let me gloat, my team, Jared, my, my adopted, my new adopted team, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, do what they do to Will's Cubs. Took two out of three. <laughs> so we can, we can talk about that a little bit if we want to.
1: And the Rangers play the Cubs next weekend or this coming weekend.
0: Very good. Uh, let's see. We also had the Final Fours. Has the women's been more interesting than the men's? Hmm. We can rehash on or
1: off the court. Uh, both. Uh, we can <laughs> we can of course
0: rehash everything that happened last night uh, there in Dallas with LSU knocking off Iowa. Men's games from from Saturday. UConn. How dominant have they been? The the buzzer beater that broke my heart with San Diego State, and then we'll look ahead to the game tonight. Also, we have a winner in the Western Oklahoma Really Bracket Challenge. I think everybody's done scoring points after Saturday. So we will tell you who won and look forward to the game uh, tonight. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can tell you about any of those things. Whatever else might be happening, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, you can uh, stay in touch with the show a couple of ways. Log on to KADSAM.com or download the Paragon Communications app. That app has it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. It's got Big Elk and Paragon TV. Everything we do incorporated in that app. It's free to download, so enjoy that. Also, Skinny on Sports podcast, available to you on iTunes. It's also available to you on KADSAM.com. Good morning, Jared Atha. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I am wonderful. And also, our guests uh, joining us today is mr jay manning jay how are you i'm doing great how are you sir well i'm trying to pull up the text line because i noticed
1: somebody's got to be texting
0: someone you're familiar with is trying to text and i can't figure out how <laughs> well i
2: can't pull it up but anyway
0: uh, oh, i'll
1: attempt on my end
0: here we go all right tell us uh tell us what's going on this week
2: here in at sarah national hey we got a huge week obviously alumni weekend coming up it's a great week for this golf course for sure uh a lot of things, man, we've got a, I know Friday night is going to be the start of it. Of course, actually Thursday night is the scramble, first Thursday night scramble. Very excited about that. Uh, always enjoy those. Uh, that'll be a good kickoff to Alumni Weekend Friday. Man, it's, uh, we're going to have a horse race Friday evening. Uh going to start around 5.30-ish. We're going to do something uh, a little different this year. Hopefully the weather is going to be beautiful. Um, going to do that. And uh and, of course, we're going to have some music out here Friday night. Uh, nothing, uh, no band, I believe, but there will be some music out here. So we'll have some fun with that. Uh, hopefully we get a big crowd. Um, and then J&J Barbecue will be here Friday uh, from 11 to 10 p.m., but I believe they're here all week. So if anybody's out there that gets hungry, they may have some stuff all week out here. So, And then, of course, Alumni Saturday, you got the tournament, of course, starts at 1. Um, we are full. We do have a waiting list, which is outstanding. Um, and on Saturday, we will have J&J Barbecue and Pacific Brim here uh, for that. I believe Pacific Brim will stay. They stay a little longer, usually on Saturday night, to help us, you know, with a late crowd. But, um, and then the band starts at 8 on Saturday. And uh, God, it's going to be a great weekend. I'm, I can't wait for it. Yeah, uh,
0: Dean Jackson band will be yep. here eight o'clock yep. normally
2: till midnight. About, about midnight ish yeah, and then the you know the party will still go a little <laughs> longer than that. But uh, but yeah, Dean Jackson will be here. Yeah, like I said, they always keep us keep us going. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a great week. So
0: for those uh, that not in the golf tournament want to come hang out, how do they how do they come? Obviously, drive a car out here, or oh, yeah. get somebody to drive yeah, the car it. out here <laughs> would be a better uh, way to do that. But uh, what what does that entail? You know, yeah, you know, I mean, to come it, out?
2: If you don't want to play in a tournament, obviously that, that's just fine. We have a we have a big back porch that you can come out and watch us hack it around. Or there's a bar. Obviously, you can set. We got TVs. They'll be the Masters will be on for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, just make their way out here. It's going to be when the band starts. It's ten dollars wristbands to get in. Uh, and then, uh, but as far as you know, Friday all, there's no cover charge, nothing like that. You just come and enjoy yourself. Um, and then all day Saturday, like I said, until. Until that band starts so if you want to come to that, it's gonna be ten dollars to get into that that event. But uh, and again I think like I said, J and J and Pacific Brim, I think Jane J's still here till ten o'clock on Saturday. And like I said, usually Pacific Brim will stay a little later. So if you get hungry, come out and join us for sure. What about <clears throat>
0: Friday night? How do they get involved uh, with being in the horse race? What What is the – is it two-man, two just man. like the tournament? Yeah, be? it'd be
2: just like the tournament. There's no uh, – you don't have to play with the guy you're playing with on Saturday, of course, unless you just want to. But uh, just bring it – you know, bring your partner out. We'll do uh, – uh, it's going to be $30 a team. I mean, and then we'll uh, – I believe we're going to do it a little different than we did last year, but it will eventually turn into alternate shots. So – but just come and, you know, we'll – I'll be here so uh, – to set up. I mean, we're going to try to start at 5.30, so registration around 5 o'clock, and then we can get, hopefully we get a, a big group of guys to come out, and we can uh, have some fun there, too.
0: All right, so Friday, it, uh, man, it's going to be an awesome week. Oh, yeah. Thursday night. You're right. Thursday night kind of kicks it off. Oh, it, yeah. Did y'all plan that, or did that, did that just pure luck that it happened to go this way?
2: Well, last year, we looked at it that way. I kind of... Realized it just, it, we could do it that way, and this year I looked at it again, and I thought, you know, this will be perfect. It'd be a great. You know, we got lucky the Saturday scrambles, and we had some. Cold, had every one I of know, them. I had every single <laughs> one of them. And, last, and Saturday was beautiful. I mean, it was just a great day. Uh, you know, a good ending, another playoff, which is, which was great. You know, uh, Craig and Gary Donstan and Jeremiah won that one on the second playoff hole, so it was uh, it was a good day for sure on that. But uh, yeah, no, it was kind of luck, I guess. The dates fell and it, it worked out perfect. So, yeah, Thursday night will kick it off. It'll be a, it'll be a, it's going to be a great weekend.
0: Oh, I, my my liver already hurts <laughs> just thinking about <laughs> participating in all that. So, yeah, all right, Thursday night the scramble start what five thirty? Uh, Here we, at
2: first, we six six o'clock. Six we o'clock, do okay. six, yeah. So five fifty five we'll draw, and then six o'clock is when we'll start, um, and then. Yeah, that's how we'll get okay. it off. So
0: six yeah. o'clock Thursday, then come out for five thirty. Uh, the horse race mm-hmm. uh, probably need to sign up by five o'clock or so, yeah. or yeah. kind of yeah. so everybody range, knows yeah. when they're going to, how many teams are going to be, and whatnot. And then of course the parade downtown. What 10:00 probably, I ten think o'clock probably? Ten o'clock when it starts on, yeah. on Saturday, and then come out one o'clock for the tournament, and then. At 8 o'clock, Dean Jackson is on. That's right. I mean, I can literally visual him out there right yeah. now through that window of playing this awesome song. That's right. <laughs> it, it's like, he's like the perfect that, – that's the perfect act for oh, the yeah. group that will be out here oh, on, yeah. on Saturday.
2: Oh, yeah, they, they do a great job.
0: And then we've, trans, uh, we've still got places or spots for people in the Bob at the, the Bob. end yes. of the month. Tell yeah. everybody what that is. Yeah,
2: so the Bob are our – you know, last year we had it, our first two-day tournament we've ever had that I know of here at Sare. Uh but, uh yeah we have i believe eight spots available left in that tournament, uh hopefully we get that thing full, but uh it's uh, again two day four man, and uh we'll do a calcutta on saturday night uh have have a meal there, and just like uh last time we talked um cud is gonna be cooking both days for lunch, so and then Barbara Dyson will also be out here uh. They got a little tailgate trailer. are gonna have you know have some drinks and stuff for us on that, keep us all hydrated throughout the day. And uh, um, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be another great weekend. We 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 can't wait for that one either.
0: Just call out here to get uh, yep. a team entered. The yep. Bob, I know that the, the afternoon is full, but mm-hmm. the morning flight still has some spots yeah, available.
2: Yeah, eight eight spots. Yeah, the uh, yeah, 928 uh, 9046, I believe. No, that's oh, right. Think that's no right. Okay. okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't call it very often, but yeah, 928 <laughs> 9046. Uh, they can uh, call if they need carts. Definitely uh, need to make sure you, you know, we're limited there on carts, but if you need some carts, just r- get them reserved and we'll get that for you. But uh, yeah, uh, f- again, four man. It's $600 a team. And uh, and then the Calcutta, yeah, it's going to be another, another good one for sure.
0: Dinner on Saturday night, yeah. Calcutta and all yeah. that, and then play on Sunday.
2: Play on Sunday, yeah. Very good. Yep. Anything else you want to add? Man, I don't think so. I mean, the me fog up. is lifting. The look fog this. is lifting. Yeah, just in time. Yeah. I can, a- see
0: number, I can see three green. I can <laughs> yes. see one green. So get out of here. It's in this what a perfect week it looks like. Mm-hmm. Now, we all know how that can change, oh, yeah. and don't hold me to any of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but as far as when you look at the forecast, 90 degrees today. I know there may be some wind this afternoon. Yep. Uh, then tomorrow, windy but warm in 86 by the weekend. You got 67 on Thursday, 71 Friday, 75 on Saturday, and those little squiggly lines yeah. for wind yeah. aren't there, yeah, know. at least right now.
2: Ah, knock on wood. Yeah, we got to. We, yeah, Alumni Weekend always makes me nervous. But man, you just it, never I, know, I never right? Know, <laughs> no. we're, we're excited. The course is going to gonna be looking good, and, yeah, we're very excited
1: for it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how much greener it is just this week because it's been a little bit warmer yeah. than it was even oh, last, last week. week. And we noticed it's starting to be yeah. green last yeah, week. Yeah, just
1: looking at it compared to last week, I don't remember it being this green. We've been here every Monday since when? It's awesome to see the transformation going yeah. from – the brown to the green, and yeah, you're right. The course looks amazing.
0: One last thing uh, that we hadn't really talked about with you. Yeah, there's been some changes yes. a little bit here on the golf course as far as uh, tell tell everybody kind of what has gone on out on the golf course here the the past month or so.
2: Yeah, I mean a lot of work, man. They've been doing a great job um, doing some things. Number nine uh, t box, uh, they they that's bigger now. It's it's better. It's going to be an, you know I don't, I don't know if it'll be ready for this weekend, but it's going to be a great thing this summer. There's a little. Tournament uh, T box is what we call it on nine. It'll be a lot tougher shot. Uh, again, that'll definitely be ready for the bob. Um, and then, again, some things that they've done. You know, they made the pond bigger on number five and, um, and then also added a little pond on the right side of number six, which is, <laughs> makes it a little harder for some of those big hitters if they want to let it roll through there. So it's, it's just a totally different golf course than it was a year ago and, it, and a, lot, a lot of great things for sure.
0: Trying to JB proof the thing yes, after what he exactly did at right. Kingfisher. By the way, yeah. congratulations to Justin Barrick. My goodness, yeah, I heard 58.
1: fifty-eight. I heard about that.
0: I mean, was am surprised
1: you? he didn't text me. But he texted me last week about your accomplishment <clears throat> that weekend, yeah,
0: Mr. Humble. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't texted me
0: about that. Fifty. And guess what? Here's what's crazy. That wasn't even the course record.
1: Oh, really? Fifty-seven. 57. Oh, was wow. the course
0: record at Kingfisher? Just
1: one more
2: putt.
0: Here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping he used all his good shots last yes. week, and then uh, on Saturday, <laughs> some of those will be wayward a little bit until he's not listening because he's not texting. Yeah, he's not. I <laughs> know, uh, but, man, Jay, it's going to be a great yep. weekend. Thanks so much uh, for you guys over here, allowing us to come for the last few months, and, and it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a blast, and hopefully uh, we've done you all some good. I would, I would like to think that yeah, when we walked out of here last Monday, there was eight spots available in the alumni yeah. you know, a waiting Pit's list. So yeah. I'd like to think that everybody was listening. Oh, there he is.
2: I think it worked out.
0: I knew I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be fun. I cannot wait. It's one of the best weekends of the year and it just happens to coincide with the Masters, gonna, which makes it e- even better. more and I can't wait for everybody to see my shirt on Saturday. <laughs> That's I've right. got an awesome master shirt <laughs> that I don't wear very often. So it's on.
2: It's on. I have it's some magnolias on, Game on.
0: it. Game week. No, azaleas. Azaleas, thank Yes, you it yeah. does have flowers. <laughs> I got that, too. Do you really? Yeah, I got one. Oh, up. no. <laughs> Are you going to wear it? Uh, Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, good. That would be weird because <laughs> we're not on the same for, team.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a shirt you say for Sunday or you, you, you pop out the red shirt on Sunday? No, 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 no. 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 I've got
0: two different – I may wear the green one now, that I know Jay has
2: one.
1: I'm wearing mine Friday. Flip a coin. Your Friday. I wear it Friday. (laughs) Okay.
0: Hey, Jay, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you – I'll see you for sure this weekend sometime.
2: That's right. Thank you guys so much. Jay
0: Manning of the Sayre Golf Association and joining us here on Game Week. It's uh, the alumni tournament this weekend. The Thursday night scramble start this week, 6 o'clock, to come play on Thursday. Horse Race Friday, Alumni Tournament Saturday, the Dean Jackson Band and the Alumni Bash Saturday night out here at Sayre National. And then, of course, at the end of the month, still some some spots available uh, for your four-man team in the Bob. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some college hoops. Wild stuff happening in Dallas. Lots of controversy (laughs) over girls trash-talking. Should there be? We'll find out. Skidding on Sports right here for Sayre National, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Are you looking for a place to watch the excitement of March Madness? Maybe a spot to enjoy the final round of the Masters. Or do you need a venue to hold an alumni get-together? The clubhouse at Sayre National is your spot. Maybe you just need a spot to relax after a round of golf. The sports bar at Sayre National is the place with huge TVs and plenty of cold beverages to turn those bogeys on the course into birdies afterward. Don't forget the banquet room can hold a lot of folks with access to the sports bar as well. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back, Skinny on Sports, ninety-eight point one FM. The Sports Animal hanging out at Sayre National. You know, it's not often legends walk in while we're on the air.
1: Well, every but, Monday we have a legend on with us. Who's not going to be on with Jim's us. Jim's not
0: on with us, so we had it. We Why had a you? fill-in legend today—a legend of Riverside Golf Course. Speaking of golf courses. Scotty Crumley walked in.
1: That's who that was. Yes, I haven't seen him in a while.
0: Man, I didn't know if he knew where the golf course still was. <laughs> he knows where Sayers Golf Course is. Yeah, I don't know wow. if he knows where any other golf course is at. <laughs> There's rumors that he's going to start playing again. We'll find out. One of the one of if not the smoothest putting stroke I've ever seen in my life. But anyhow, very good. And he just
1: popped in and said, "I was I heard you on I the radio." I heard you on the
0: radio mm. here in Sarah
1: National. Wow, how about that?
0: Good stuff, and it's going to be. I mean, here's
1: the deal: so we know we have listeners. Obviously, if you're not out here, if you have nothing to do, <laughs> beat the wind and get out here right now. The fog is lifted. Fog is lifted. The Man. sun is out. There's not a cloud in the sky, and I'm looking at these trees. They're not moving. No, this, this is a perfect day to get out here and at least try to get nine in before the wind gets real rough. You know, maybe
0: we can get somebody to cut my weather in the, afterno- the afternoon weather. Anybody you, do you, do do you have your golf clubs in your truck?
1: I can easily go home and get well, them. I, I need the to start problem. carrying them around this time you, of if year. If you
0: had them right now, we could finish up the show and go play nine, and nobody would even know we were gone. Right. Gabe's at, Gabe's at Elk City watching the girls play. Okay. The, the, the high school girls tournament was today uh, at Elk City.
1: I could use a lesson or two. Man, none better than a good you. idea because you're yeah. right.
0: It's going to get windy.
1: It is going to get windy. But that's why, you know, just like anything. I mean, I remember in the summers when I was in college and the weekends at the lake, we would get up as early as we could to beat the wind to go skiing because the right. lake would be nice enough and the lake would be glass out there. Same thing in golf, same thing in fishing and in golf. Get up early and come on out. So, uh, yeah, if you're not here, you need to be. This is really, this is gorgeous. And like you said, I hope the weather, you know, I hope that forecast, but you know how it is. It, in three days, it can change. But it looks like this weekend, this Easter weekend, this alumni weekend here in Sayre, looks like it's going to be gorgeous. So take advantage of it. Hopefully
0: so. Yeah. Hopefully so. Okay, so.
1: We're off work Friday, right? For Good Friday, right? Yeah. Putting that on record, right? Uh, yeah. We are recording this.
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah. Off. Are we? I guess you can be if you want to be. I don't know. <laughs>
1: How most Fridays go with the office, so everyone's off at noon anyway <laughs>
0: when I'm not there.
1: <laughs> oh, well, just just planting that. Yeah, when I rolled, when, when, I, when I rolled
0: in about 4:15 last Friday, it was like, are we open?
1: Well, you know where I was? It
0: was a ghost town.
1: You know where I was? Where were you? I was at the expo doing some final touches. Oh, that's right. I, I hung forgot. out. At the expo. It was a good expo. There was a lot of foot traffic. There was. It's the most I've seen since <clears throat> pre-COVID. It's been very, I mean, the, there's a bunch of vendors and all the booths were filled up. I could, from what I could tell, and a lot of foot traffic. I couldn't stop saying hi to people. So many people showed up.
0: It was, it was by far the best one since COVID. By far, I, absolutely. Not only with, like you said, the foot traffic coming in, but the vendors, there was more there than there had been. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was great uh, a great weekend there uh, to open up the month of April.
1: Did you buy anything?
0: I did not. Man, here's not the jerky, nothing. Your new your new idea served two purposes. As far as you know, since we are a radio station, to actually you know do radio while we're there, right? I mean,
1: huh? I wonder if why rocket why, science. W- wonder why so much foot traffic came in. So anyhow,
0: but that but that did two things. One. There. It kept you busy, sure, because those breaks were coming every fifteen minutes or so, and it would just seem like bam, bam, bam. So it, it made the time go by faster. Did it not make you there, feel like the oh, day went by faster? way, way faster? But two, because of the job that we had, which was kind of engineering the thing, you didn't really have time to walk around, right? Because about the time I would think, okay, all right, how long? Uh, I
1: just got like six minutes. I would set an alarm Can on I my go? phone, <laughs> and now I would I would make a lap. I only be able to make like two laps, but I did. I did purchase something that I hope pays off. What was it? It was a raffle ticket to that oh, tailgate to the, you, trailer. You,
0: see, I saw Mr. Connor and asked him, because I was quizzing you, and he told me there's 150 tickets is oh, what they're going to okay, sell. Because okay. And and, and I didn't understand your text when you said maybe early. What what that meant was if they sell 150, they'll draw. That's what I was saying. Otherwise, it's yeah. like May 9th, I think, is when the And I got some bad was.
1: information yesterday. I was told... Looks like they're going to draw today. So I immediately text Jeff. I said, do you have any tickets left? Said, oh, yeah. So I bought one yesterday thinking I got to get my name in the hopper on this one. And then I come to find out. No, they're not drawing. They, what I got the information was they were uh,
0: hoping they were. They
1: were hoping well, to to yeah, do. but uh, it was the barbecue cook-off thing. I just got some wires crossed on that. Ooh, but I don't know who won, but I wish I had been a judge on that one. Cause did it you get to taste good. any? Oh,
0: uh, we got to taste just a you little did? bit right before you got there. Uh, burnt. I had a. A bite of a brisket burn in. Oh my
1: goodness! Did you get any of that food truck, that free food truck food we got? I did not. Oh, I, I
0: had a, uh, I had the, I had the nachos next door.
1: Okay. I had the smoke. Yeah, the the food trucks, great idea. You had a bunch of options of food. Um, we had a, one of the food trucks come and give us a gift card, and and we, uh, on Saturday, had lunch on them. It was great. I had a a, a ribeye sandwich. Uh No,
0: I didn't know if I could say that.
1: No, that's taking. It's being taken care of. It's not like somebody. It wasn't charity, Jimmy. You're getting paid, man. I thought I had time, Uh, but I didn't have the cash on me. And I thought I had time, and then I thought, oh, I'm. They're going to draw today, so he helped me out. But oh, okay, I'm good for it, Jimmy. Good night. I thought somebody spot on air like that. I thought
0: maybe one of your. One of your loyal Cadut listeners bought you a ticket. No. They know it was just Jimmy.
1: No, it was just Jimmy, co-worker helping out a coworker. I'm going to get him back. Good night.
0: All right, so we have the final four. The men's final is tonight with Connecticut versus San Diego State. And guess
1: what? I'm going to watch. You know why? Because my wife said I'm watching it tonight. Oh, okay. It was weird. It was last night. She's like, okay, we're going to cook some burgers tomorrow, and you're going to watch the game. What game? The, the final game. Kudos to you, my lovely wife. Making my plans for me like that. I love it.
0: Normally when I get plans made for me, they're not quite <laughs> that good. I know.
1: That's why I was kind of, really? Well, I guess we're cooking burgers and watching the game.
0: All right. So we'll start with Saturday. Just go in chronological order to, to last night. Um, the first game Saturday, Florida, Atlantic, and San Diego State. Maybe the most random game of all time in the final four right yeah. up right up there with vcu and wichita state from like 2011 right uh, but you had or, or butler and vcu or you know there, there's been some, there's been some random ones this was, but it, this turned out to be one of the best games um of the tournament and probably lamont butler for sure put his name up there With some of the all-time shots in the history of the Final Four. Do you you know how many times a Final Four has had a true buzzer beater? Well,
1: admittedly, I heard you say it. Was it five? This was the fifth one. Yeah. Can you think of any? Oh, no! Well, the Villanova. Chris Jenkins. The winner for Villanova. That's the only one that recently comes to mind. Name the others for me.
0: Okay, so Jerome Whitehead in 1977 for Marquette.
1: Would have never known that. I
0: don't know that one either. Uh maybe the most famous the most famous play in the history of college basketball, nineteen eighty three North Carolina State. Low Charles oh, of course. was a buzzer beater on the on the dunk yes. to, to win there in the pit in Albuquerque. You mentioned Chris Jenkins of Villanova and then also one that wasn't in the final just a couple of years ago, Jalen Suggs from just inside half court for Gonzaga to beat UCLA. Oh, was it yeah. the first four true buzzer beaters? Lamont Butler joins than for San Diego State.
1: If that was a Coach Pat trivia question if, and, and people to name him, I bet you a lot of people would name Leitner, but that didn't happen in a Final Four. That was exactly a right? Eight, right?
0: And, and that may be the most famous shot yeah. in the history of the tournament, that, and it wasn't, like you said, a Final Four because of who it was and and, what it, and who it was for. But um, it, was, it was a – I'm not going to call it a great game, but it was a great finish right? Because Florida Atlantic up 14 with like 12 minutes to go. They go through a six-something minute stretch of not scoring. They went like nine minutes without a field goal. And it wasn't necessarily because San Diego State was playing great defense and San Diego State was charging back. Heck, it took them 12 minutes just to get back to even. Uh, They were bricking free throws, but getting the – I mean, what was it, three, four, maybe even five times? San Diego State missed a free throw and got the offensive rebound. You don't see that in a season almost, yeah, no. much less in a three-minute stretch. But San Diego State did it. They did what they do. They played great defense. They rebounded the heck out of the ball. They were tough. And, and eventually, they finally made a shot to win the, to win, to win the game and, and go to the, final, the, the finals for the first time in school history.
1: It was Fun game. I was actually in the Paycom Center uh, watching that. Uh, Went to a concert on Saturday, and they had that on in the bar, all all of TVs. So we got in there early and uh, had a few drinks watching that game and watching that final. And that entire Paycom Center, you heard, whoa! It was kind of a cool feeling. But, yeah, just watching them chip away and come back. And I thought, well, if it's going to be a game between those two. You know, we were kind of like, "What? This is what we're getting? Really? Okay." Feels like a preseason tournament, not the Final Four, but to give us entertainment like that yeah. wasn't a blowout either way. I was good with either team winning it because they were both going to be they're both underdogs tonight. Either one was going to be oh, an yeah. underdog tonight, so I was good with whoever won it. I didn't have any any uh, skin in the game like you do. we kind of oh. kind of like you do. You oh my gosh! Yeah. So with, uh, with FAU, yeah. I was
0: in a drawing pre tournament just to just a blind draw and my men's teams that i drew out at the time i was like oh well this is a wasted hundred bucks it was florida atlantic and miami and it turned out they were they both cashed a ticket to get to the final four but then then you like i wasn't even invested until last weekend and then it gets to the elite eight and you're one game away then all of a sudden you get really invested in, okay get there get there and they did and then I, i was driving back from the expo because uh, the game was about at halftime when we got done Saturday. Yeah. Or right there, near, uh, right there close. And so uh, I was driving back, got home, and it was, you know, like about to the 10-minute mark maybe. And it was once – but the lead had already shrunk. Like I, I was driving while Florida Atlantic was building that giant lead but then also beginning to lose that giant lead. And so, you know, you get to watch like the last eight minutes and all those offensive rebounds on on missed free throws. It was just going crazy. And then I realized after the shot went in, San Diego, San Diego State did not have a lead in the second half with time on the clock. Florida Atlantic was up at halftime. San Diego State never took the lead in the second half. They tied it once, but they never took the lead until the time was out. That's but, an insane <laughs> stat. I
1: mean, it's just like
0: how uh, that, that can't have happened ever, ever before in the Final Four.
1: No. That's an an insane stat.
0: The team that won never led with time on the clock, but a great shot from Lamont Butler. Now they get what has been a powerhouse in this tournament in the UConn Huskies. Uh, Adama Sinogo was awesome again underneath on Saturday for UConn. He's the fourth – listen to this. He's the fourth player to average 20 and shoot 65% in the NCAA tournament entering a final. He's the fourth player to do it in 40 years. Any guesses on some of the others? No. Okay. We've named a name already.
1: Um, so, uh,
0: Leitner. Leitner. Leitner okay. in 91, which was the year before the magical shot. The year after Akeem got beat on the low Charles dunk in 1984, they played Georgetown and got beat in the finals. He did it. And then uh, the big nasty, Cordless Williamson, back in 1994. So the, all those guys averaged 20 a game and shot 65% from the field leading into the final and Sonogo joins them as the fourth. Here's a a hellacious stat to tell you just exactly how good Connecticut has been in the tournament itself. So they are the seventh team all-time to enter the national title game with a plus 100 point differential.
1: Wow. That's some domination.
0: Of those prior six... How many do you think won at all? Zero. All of them, but one.
1: All of them, but one. Okay. And it, I figured it was a curveball, kind of a trick question. Then.
0: Here's the curveball. Who? Okay. So the so the so team who's the one so the it, the team that is the one also held the highest point differential going into oh, wow. the final. Who There's a tie here. There's a tie in here.
1: Is it an, was it another UConn team? It
0: wasn't, but they were the team that beat this team. Ah. 1999 Duke. Wow. Was plus 126 going into that final with Khalil, Khalil El-Amin, Khalid El-Amin and those guys from UConn, as shocked the world that night to beat Duke.
1: So you're telling me there's a chance if you're an ASEC fan.
0: Telling you there's a chance. The other teams, the Nova team, in 2016, buoyed by the, what, 50-point beatdown of OU? Like, they really shouldn't be on this list, right, without that. Right. But that, that was so ridiculous uh, that that it happened. 1996, Kentucky is one of the best teams of all time. Uh, 1963, three Loyola, Chicago. And then OU's on this list twice getting beat by these teams. 2009, North Carolina. They beat Blake Griffin and Kay Davis in that group in the Elite Eight, that uh, North Carolina team which I'm going to say ends up with the largest margin of victory. And maybe Kentucky, they were 16, because Carolina blew Michigan State out of the water in the finals. Um, So either them or the uh, 1996 Kentucky will end up being the the largest. UConn plus 103 going into tonight uh, against San Diego State. Sam's right. Did you see that picture on the text line? Uh, Uh, Did did you see that picture? The last time that San Diego State – and UConn played Kimball Walker in the tournament. Kimball Walker was on UConn. Kawhi Leonard was on San Diego State. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty interesting stat as well. So that game tonight, uh, Connecticut-San Diego State, I'll be honest with you, I don't give the Aztecs much chance because UConn has just been so, so good so far.
1: No, I don't. I, I mean, I say, is there a chance? No, it, I'm with you. It, UConn has looked – they're just so athletic, Right, I wonder about San Diego State. It's kind of wow. I um, going up against FAU. FAU had really good guard play, from what I noticed, really good shooters. And would they be willing to get down and dirty? Because San Diego State seemed like a more physical team. So I wonder if they try to, I don't know. I'm air quoting punch my or a uh, UConn in the mouth early with that physicality, and and it really depends on if the refs will let them. But um, no, nah, I think UConn's just way more physical or way more athletic and I really don't give him a shot either but you never know this whole tournament I mean it's been crazy in a sense it's been madness and you really you think you have one game figured out or one team figured out and then something happens something crazy happens I mean this whole game could uh, could continue that trend but when we're talking about trends like you said with what how UConn, they've kind of bucked the trend of of the madness they've just been so good in this tournament. Hard to see uh, uh, the latter happen. It seems like that they they are going to continue that.
0: Are they going to get as much credit as they should if they win this because of the way that the bracket fell?
1: Well, maybe, yes or no. I don't even know if it's the <clears throat> way the bracket fell. It's the way the era of ba- college basketball is right now. I don't think anybody – that's going to be the question. If it was anybody in the final because – of well, they're in the final because they – are good in the NIL or they're good in the transfer portal. And it's just kind of this era of who just got hot in March. I, I, I they should get credit, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I, what do you think? Do you think they'll, it'll be not an asterisk, but like, well, that was the time when, but I don't, I'm not familiar with familiar with UConn. Did they go to the portal extensively to got get one guy, just really one guy. So this is really a program that was built through recruiting I respect that. I mean, that out of everything we've I just said about NIL and transfer portal, and that they can win it by the, by recruiting and, and you know, going that route, maybe they could say, kind of like how you feel about football, it really fo- recruiting still matters.
0: Oh yeah, uh, it, they're they're an interesting case because <coughs> on the text line, when is UConn going to be considered a blue blood? Or not? I don't think most people do. I mean, when I when we, when we rattle off blue buds, we don't. Sure. Connecticut never comes in the conversation now. But if
1: someone said UConn, I'd immediately go men's basketball. Actually, I'd go women's basketball first.
0: Yeah, but think about this. Scott's right. They can go six and or they can go five and zero in the finals tonight. They're four and zero previous. Uh-huh. They won in '99, upsetting Duke. They won in 2004, that Final Four that had OSU and Georgia Tech. Then they went in 2011. That kind of weird, a weird tournament. Then they went in 2014, another kind of weird tournament, and now this one. And I wonder if the, the way that they've done it with the, kind of the weirdness of these last three, they're not, they're not getting the credit that they deserve because let's be honest, if you go back 25 years, since 1999 and on, they are by far in the way leading with national title. Five. Nobody else is there. No, oh, yeah. If they win tonight, nobody else is there. I think there's a couple of things that work for them. One, in, the, in that time, if they win tonight, they've won with three different coaches. You know, we talk about that with OSU basketball, with OU basketball. UConn, if they win tonight, they have won three titles in 25 years, with uh, five titles with three different coaches. Do you know how many schools, period, have won titles with three different coaches? No. Two. And they both start with K. Kentucky and Kansas—they're oh, okay. the only ones to win national titles with three different coaches. UConn can do that tonight in 25 years. You well, know, who, I've asked that you question. You know who they remind me of? Who? Like the the UConn program, what it reminds me of? Miami football from the 80s. You know, if, you, if go. you go from like 83 to to 2001, yeah, it's kind of it feels like that same kind of burst of brilliance because because even in that Miami run, they were great, but then after they got you know after Dennis Erickson left and with Jimmy's players essentially, then they kind of took a dip and then Larry Coker, Butch Davis, bring them back right, for that one yeah. shining moment and then they're kind of you know, in UConn, you think about them yes, they could win five titles they've also only been out of the first weekend in that span once in the, in the times they didn't win it Yeah, so that, it kind of reminds me of Miami football and when they're good they're winning the title good mm-hmm. but, it's, but it's not that sustained I, I think that's why maybe some people don't Think of them as that classic blue blood. The, the span of time with Jim, Jim Calhoun getting things started in the 90s and then to now. But then also, it, it's not, they're, not up, they're not there every year. It's just kind of a little bit of a roller coaster. But, man, when the roller coaster hits the top, it hits Mount Everest. Right. And it could happen again tonight, and I think most people expect it to happen again tonight Well, yeah, the fifth title.
1: And I've, I brought that up about UConn a couple weeks ago, a couple weekends ago, about – you know, are they a pro? Is it a program? Program, not a coach's program. You know, a program that relies on a good coach. Just UConn. Is that a brand? That's a good question. Are they a blue blood? Because you know, Duke will be Duke again. You know, they do you. They're, they're transitioning with this new coach. They look. I mean, do you? They still won the ACC tournament.
0: I mean, I. I don't know. What was, Duke, what was Duke basketball before K?
1: There was, there was something there, wasn't there?
0: It certainly wasn't this. It certainly wasn't winning titles like it was with K. Yeah. Like okay. it has been at UConn. I mean, that's, that's the impressive thing to me is what happens when Jill, Jim Calhoun leaves. Well, then Kevin Alley takes him to the title. Then it right. kind of goes through a slump. Now it's back with Danny Hurley. That's, it, that's Just yeah. the ability to be able to do that, I think, is, is something that a lot of places don't have. No. To be able to do that yeah, with that's... multiple coaches, and especially in that short amount of time. Well, i tell you what, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the women's tournament and all the madness that happened last night. Kim Mulkey, is there a more awful human being?
1: Well, maybe. College might be sports. On our team.
0: We'll come back and talk <laughs> about that. Masters, Thunder, wrapping it up next. From Sarah National, it's a Skinny on Sports right here on The Sports Animal. The times are changing. The grass is greening. The days are getting longer. That means golf season is upon us. With April approaching, the Saturday scrambles at Sayre will give way to Thursday nights. Tournament season will also fill the calendar in April, starting with the two-man alumni scramble and ending with the second annual four-man known as the Bob at the end of the month. Slots are filling up fast, so get your team in today by contacting Sayre National at 580-928-9046. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club.
1: Are you crying? Are you crying? Skinny on Sports. There's no crying in
0: baseball. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, hanging out here at Sayre National. Don't forget, man, it's going to be an awesome weekend here at Sayre. It's alumni weekend, which it is every Easter weekend. But out here at Sayre National, Thursday is the first uh, Thursday night scramble. Six o'clock start. Uh, So get on out here. The Saturday scrambles are over. And what an amazing accomplishment to be able to play every one of those Saturday scrambles since January. Just uh, uh, the weather uh, worked out perfectly in that regard. So we've got Thursday night scramble coming up at 6 o'clock. Then the uh, horse race ahead of the alumni tournament on Friday. That's a 5.30 start. So come on out, a two-man horse race ahead of the tournament at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Then you've got 8 o'clock with the – Uh, Dean Jackson Band and the Alumni Bash. It's 21 and up, $10 wristbands there for the concert, the the music. It's a fun, fun time. I've been a part of, uh, been out here for a few of these, and it's an absolute blast. So come on and enjoy Alumni Weekend with everybody out here at Sayre National. All right, Jared. The hottest of hot sports topics today, believe it or not, is the NCAA Women's Finals in which LSU set a NCAA women's tournament uh, final record with 102 points beating Iowa 102 to 85 so the Tigers win their first national title as a women's basketball program in Kim Mulkey's second season at the helm of the purple and gold and quite frankly when you tell when you when you hear the phrase act like you've been there before she had, LSU hadn't, and there's a lot of people frustrated with the way that that game ended in the, um, the theatrics of one Angel Reese and the way that she reacted to Caitlin Clark, uh, who had become the darling of women's basketball with the way that she lit up the tournament for Iowa. What say you?
1: Well, yeah, I always approach with the, with the phrase, act like you've been there. Um, even though you haven't act like it, and and you know the 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 uh, baiters will say, well, Caitlin Clark did some of that too early on, and she's getting a taste for her own medicine. Um, I, I it was over the top for me. Uh, I, I guess part of me was like, okay, I don't mind celebrating and celebrate, but celebrate with your team. Don't go after another team and and all that. It was a over the top and. Um, and part of me was like, well, this doesn't shock me in today's, in today's world at times when I first saw that, that all that come down and Twitter blow up and everything. But, um, but then another side of me is like, well, you know, everybody every once in a while gets a Baker Mayfield on their team that acts like that. So, you know, careful what you say if uh, you're an OU fan in particular, a few years ago, there was a guy that waved an OU flag and planted it in the middle of Ohio State's field, and everyone thought that was the best. Outside of Norman, everyone thought, what are you doing? You know. So it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. But in the immediate, uh, after that, I did not like it. I thought it was a little classless. Go celebrate with your team. You just want a title with your team. That's all I could think. It was like, just what are you doing? Leave the girl alone. And you said it too off air Credit Clark. She didn't react to it. She was just trying to walk away from it.
0: And in the end, isn't in the end, I think that is what the the Angel Reese supporters, maybe even most upset about, is that Caitlin Clark didn't react to what was happening to her. And, and listen, did, did Clark made the "you can't see me" thing? In, the, in the, Louisville, the Louisville game, we mentioned it with Haley Van Lith. Guess what? They were roommates. They were, they were friends at, at, at a time in their life, and she didn't do it in her face. Angel Reese followed Caitlin Clark around the court for 15 seconds trying to get her attention so that she could, she could see her taunting her. That's the difference. So I don't want to hear that they did the same thing. Right. They made the same motion, but they didn't do the same thing.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So that, that, that argument, miss me with that argument because they did not do the same thing. The,
1: the bird-dogging of, of Reese just following Clark around like that. That's, Correct. That was crossing the line. I don't mind the ring thing, but, you know, look at your fans and do the ring thing. You know, hey, we just got a ring, you know, or the can't-see-me stuff, whatever. She it. called but, her a
0: vulgar name during the game when she was doing, the, you know, something that girls don't want to be called. starts with an H.
1: Who called who that?
0: Reese called Caitlin Clark. You yeah. can see her, and then she does it like, hey, H, and makes it.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: But here's, here's where it all stems from, though. It goes back to the how in the world can we sit here and critique and criticize a 20-year-old woman's actions when a 60-year-old is doing it too? And that's the problem. Kim Mulkey, go watch Baylor. This is nothing new. This sort of reaction, this sort of antics, this sort of behavior is nothing new to a Kim Mulkey team. She not only allows it, I think she encourages it. And she encourages it because she does the same damn thing. Yep. From the flashy clothes to the putting hands on refs. to I mean, she had as much time on the floor as Caitlin Clark did because Clark was in foul trouble. She was on the floor the whole time. Right. And the ridiculousness of Clark flipping the ball behind her back and getting a technical foul. And Kim Mulkey can touch players out there. I mean, to touch, refs. touch refs. you yeah. got to be kidding me.
1: Slap her hands in their face. Listen, I, I, this, this
0: speaks to a much larger segment of society, what I'm about to say. And if you disagree, that's fine. But did you notice what was being celebrated ahead of that game? The all-woman ref crew. First time in a championship game ever.
1: I didn't even notice that. Here's
0: the problem. They were terrible. Both sides will tell you the refereeing was terrible.
1: That's funny because I see all this, the tweets about how bad the refs were. I they didn't were know terrible. it was a women's crew. They I didn't were know terrible.
0: that. And, and, the, and the problem is they got that job because not because they were rewarded for doing a good job, they were rewarded for being something. And that something wasn't the best refs in the tournament. It was a horrific performance by the refs. They were clearly scared to death and intimidated by Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey won that game just as much as the players did. Mm-hmm. With, because when you saw the way the thing get, got called, all of a sudden Iowa's two best players have four fouls. It was ridiculous the way that that game was called. And it is unfortunately they didn't deserve to be there. Right. But they were for a different reason.
1: The biggest crime in all of this is the fact that LSU won a title, but everybody's going to go back to this and talk about the post game reaction, the horrible officiating. Remember, right? It, it took away from the actual the, the what should be the headline is LSU won the won the title, but the almost the bigger headline or the more flashy headline is Reese did this and. Mulkey, and I, it, it's it's kind of I would I would be uh, a little upset if I'm a Tiger fan. I'm like God, no one's going to remember this for us winning the title. It's remembering well, but it's what their own fault a, after the game. I know. My, my thing know. is,
0: it's their own fault because I mean, for, for for Angel Reese to walk on the set of ESPN and talk about how she was disrespected because Caitlin Clark wouldn't guard a girl from South Carolina—that's basketball. Nobody guards Russell Westbrook either, but you are not seeing him. Oh, that's disrespectful to, to that. Come on. That's a, right. just, the, the whole thing was ridiculous, but it, but it speaks to Kim Mulkey as a person, as a coach, all the way down the line. She's always been this way. She's highly regarded as one of the most ridiculous, horrible humans in coaching. I mean, <laughs> she just is. And, and, you know, as much as people don't like to see, you know, like Gino Oriyama win – or, 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 you know, the way his old school thoughts are give me 100 Genos before I have a half of Kim Mulkey. Yeah. And yeah. I guess the the worst, maybe I just figured out one of the worst things about OU going to the SEC is you're going to have to see her ridiculous uh, face back a, couple couple of times, a couple of yeah. times sorry, a year. You know, with, with I mean, yeah. some of the things she wears, just the whole. Kim Mulkey experience yeah, as it, I'm over. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this.
1: But the, the the final thing about Kim Mulkey, uh, George Schroeder was on with Jim and Al uh, a few days ago. And, you know, he do, he works down there in Baylor. He's actually a teacher, kind of like Al is in Norman. And he was on with him. And, you know, he used to uh, write for USA Today or still does. Yeah, he did. Or did. Yeah. Um, very respected writer. And I say respected because a lot of coaches will give him the time and are respectful for him. He said – and he, I mean, he's in Waco, and they, now they don't like Monkey anymore, obviously, because she left, but he said she's one of the three, and he wouldn't name the other two, but one of the three I couldn't stand interviewing, just the way she treats people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, does this help or hurt women's college basketball? Because, you know, th- there's always a saying, no, pub- no publicity mm-hmm. is bad publicity. Sure, yeah. Does this help or does this hurt?
1: Um, well, I'll answer the question with the question is, is Reese a senior? Is this it or is she back next year?
0: Clark is right.
1: I'm sure we'll about find out through text message. No,
0: Clark is back.
1: Clark is back. Well, uh, yeah, she, her name alone will will bring up viewership and, in, and in a weird way, kind of, it might've galvanized a bunch of people to root for her every time she takes the court.
0: That's why I think it helps. I don't think last night doesn't hurt because it gets people talking. We're talking about it. I don't know. You know, we got Joes on me on the text line. Oh, you're finally talking about women's basketball. Well, you, I mean, it's one of those things that you almost have to talk about. But here's where I think it helps. I think it helps that Clark lost. Because now, I mean, let me ask you this. Going into next year, let's say we start at, we start at college football. Who is the biggest star in college sports right now?
1: Caleb Williams. I don't know college sports.
0: I think you can make an. I think you can make the argument. It's Caitlin Clark.
1: Right now, yeah.
0: Going into next year. And so I think that's where it, it definitely is going to help the women's game. That she not only that she's back, but she lost. And so you know you're going to see that revenge to her. Gosh, I hope Iowa and LSU play again next year. <laughs>
1: Angel Reese, sophomore.
0: Good. I, I mean, it, th- this is you know what it's like. Th- this could be like a bird magic moment next are, year. Next year, in the final.
1: Let's see, Caitlin Clark.
0: She's a junior. Yeah, she's coming back.
1: Boy, everybody's going to want that rematch.
0: Absolutely, and and I think it and and it creates something because you're going to have people. You're you're going to have both sides because there's just as many people as don't necessarily like what happened last night. There's just as many that agree with it. Yeah. and say eye for an eye. Clark did it. Now take your medicine. I, I the the poise though in and what she showed by not even reacting to what was going on around oh, her. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean awesome. To be able to to be able to to know it was happening, yet not even acknowledge it. And I think that's why it continued to happen. Because all Angel Reese was trying to get was a reaction, and Caitlin Clark yep. did not dignify her behavior with a response. And for that, I respect the heck out of Caitlin Clark and what happened last night. LSU was better, uh, you know, when, sure. when Clark. Sure. The game it, itself, they were just the better. other gal got four or five. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Um, and Jeremy's right. People will talk about Angel Reese for the next couple of days. People will talk about Clay, Caitlin Clark forever. That's true. And in the end of the day, that's probably the win that Caitlin Clark has over everybody in women's college basketball, and maybe even a, a lot of just college sports in general right now, with the tournament run that she had. And uh, it's—I <laughs> might actually catch myself watching a little bit of stuff next year, just in the in the in the hope oh, that that rematch happens. I don't
1: know. I know. I don't know if there's any conference versus conference challenges, but I certainly hope there's a Big Ten <laughs> SEC <laughs> no. challenge. In the future or or in the immediate future, I'm definitely going to check out their schedules. And that's the thing. We're all going to be rooting to see, even when they draw a tournament, God, I hope they're not in the same region. I hope they're on the, right. I would want to see a championship rematch here. I and mean, that would potentially, we talked about viewership. That would be, I would sit down with the popcorn to watch that one.
0: We have a winner in our.
1: And oh, by the way, how about Caitlin Clark beating South Carolina? That was, I watched that, I had that on. I'm a, anxious to see. I, I'm standing by this because those numbers were thrown at us with Iowa and whoever it was, and those big numbers versus NBA Louisville. numbers, Louisville. I'm anxious to see if that South Carolina undefeated South Carolina and Iowa game, if that got more numbers. I had it on.
0: The problem I, was, admittedly, was, I turned it on. The problem was, it was Friday. Yeah, that's not the greatest of TV viewing. If it would have been, if if that game would have been yesterday. In the middle of the afternoon on a Sunday, yeah. there's no telling the numbers yeah. to how high they could have been.
1: Yeah, as I, Friday yeah. hurts
0: it, I think, just a little bit. But I could see that. It's, it's going to be higher. You, you would think it would be higher than what the, the Louisville-Iowa uh, game was, mm-hmm. which is still higher than any NBA game. I'm anxious to see if it outdraws every NBA playoff game.
1: Wow. That's a bold statement, Cotton. But I don't know. We'll see.
0: I, you know, the men's tournament does each and every year. It's not even close uh, with, as far as the early rounds and that kind of thing. Uh, men's final today, I mentioned the, the bracket challenge. Oh, ooh, Pig, Suey, Arkansas, former Arkansas track star. And one of my classmates, Mr. Josh Landreth, is the winner of the Western Oklahoma Realty Bracket,
1: Regardless of challenge,
0: doesn't tonight. matter. He was the only person in the field of 58 that had a, a team winning a game in the Final Four. He had the Connecticut Huskies winning in the Final Four like they did on Saturday and then losing to Alabama tonight. I was one of the few that had one in the Final Four and unfortunately I did not pick them to win. I still would have lost by ten. I still would have lost by one game to Josh, though, unless I picked him to win it all. Uh, so, congratulations to Josh Landreth. tuning in via the app from Northwest Arkansas. Very good. <laughs> uh, he's a good, dude. Appreciate uh, it. One of the fastest guys I've ever seen in my whole entire uh-huh. life. Awesome, uh, Josh Landreth. So, congratulations to him. Thank you to Tyler and Robbie and all the game at Western Oklahoma Realty. Gosh, we did. Uh, it's amazing we made it through the whole show without me talking about the Masters. Got well, news we'll for you, Jared. What? That won't happen any time the rest oh, no. of the week. Won't happen.
1: Well, dang it, we didn't talk about my Rangers, but Wait, we'll, we'll, we'll have get time. to it.
0: And oh, by the way, Will, ha ha! My Brewers <laughs> took two out of the three from the Cubs. How you feel about that? Don't worry about it, partner. We'll get them back next weekend or this coming weekend at the alumni tournament. All right. Thanks to uh, the Sayer National. Once again, this weekend is going to be awesome over here with the alumni. Uh, all the things going on around that. Uh, so everybody will have fun here at Sayre National. I've
1: counted about 10 people come in to play golf.
0: Well, all it, all it took was the fog to go away oh, because it's gorgeous outside. And, and
1: maybe the power of radio.
0: Well, of course the power of radio. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we've uh, enjoyed our time here today at Sayre National. Everybody have a great Monday. We'll be back tomorrow with Skinny on Sports on the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.
1: That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye.
0: Are you looking for a place to watch the excitement of March Madness? Maybe a spot to enjoy the final round of the Masters. Or do you need a venue to hold an alumni get-together? The clubhouse at Sayre National is your spot. Maybe you just need a spot to relax after a round of golf. The sports bar at Sayre National is the place with huge TVs and plenty of cold beverages to turn those bogeys on the course into birdies afterward. Don't forget the banquet room can hold a lot of folks with access to the sports bar as well. Come enjoy the atmosphere at Sayre National, Western Oklahoma's most inclusive club.